Hi peeps, it's me again. It's just I have to talk about when it comes to relationships in general. Now this isn't just men in general, but it also could be women too. And I want to let you guys know, when you're going to basically decide to settle down in life, and you're ready at that point of your life to be in a situation where you want to be settled down, and not because of your biological ticking necessarily, but by the fact that you're matured mentally already and what i'm going to tell you is something that's so vividly crazy to even con even think of if not even apply as a concept to your life and your daily regimen of when you just head out in life and it's going to be this and here it is don't make plans with people even if you're with the people when i say this is because sometimes men and women make plans with people that they're with and the people that they're with don't want to be part of their plans so it's like if you ever wonder why some people when they get rejected rebuffed is because they were the people who are thinking way ahead of the game way ahead of themselves in a situation they were already in and they weren't even sure where they stood in their relationship the fact of the problem is you know it's a sad common occurrence and this is why you see people not always together for that long. They keep making unrealistic plans in their minds, but they're not letting everyone know at the beginning of the relationship what they're really asking for, which is what they really desired. If you're not being upfront about what you really desire in a relationship, then there's no need to go forward, no matter how lonely you think you are and you must, you know, avoid and you have to. And you don't. You don't have to be in a relationship where you get more lonelier with someone that isn't thinking the way you're thinking. Now, I'm just saying, when it comes to thinking in general, in relationships, you just want to be very careful. You have to tread lightly because these days, people have been just on some promiscuity type of binge where they're just only interested in short-term relationships with no development of character. Or anything to actually prosper into anything long term. Because the boomer generation, the generation X, which is where my mom comes in and everything. Those people have gotten used to divorcement, have got used to separation. That they can't even understand the concept of monogamy. Because they were never monogamous themselves. Because they learned by default that separation was the key to their own happiness. Because they were developing only narcissism and selfishness. And these are the reasons why this has been an overly done sad situation because of those very reasons. So I could just tell you, I'm glad I don't have this problem. In fact, I'm actually kind of happy that I haven't been in a relationship with anybody. I realized something for me. It would be too hard for me to be in a relationship with anyone, let alone start a family with anyone, because I would be very hard to live around with sometimes. And it isn't because I have a bad attitude. No, everyone has a bad attitude, whether you like it or not. We all aren't really good people. In fact, we just aren't never going to be good people. Because like I said, since the Bible in the Times says that we fall short of glory, it just makes sense to say 
we're not perfect and we're not really that much worth it anyways when it comes to heaven but maybe for hell <laughs> i'm just saying bound to your predestination life or destination in life or whatever post-destination life you're already in i'm just letting you know guys this is how reality is relationships you know happen to build on mutual terms mutual respect not really just looks you know looks help to boost the credibility of the relationship to make it more interesting and tantalizing but it's not everything everything just doesn't seem to work that way when it comes to the looks alone you know we have to always understand we have to get over the idea of the disillusion of what appearances have done to people People have been so disillusioned by appearance so much, it's no wonder why relationships don't stand the test of time. People are so far away from the type of relationships that in our elders and in ancient times used to be, where there was no, you know, nonsense. I mean, back then, of course, during the times of Noah, it wasn't any different from the times that we're in now. But I'm talking about after the flood. And I'm talking about those type of times where we became anew again, but for some reason haven't learned from the last time after the flood. So what I'm trying to say is that you have to understand people. Relationships, if they're going to work, it has to be on mutual understanding. Besides mutual bonding, you know. And whether you like it or not, whether a person takes care of themselves or not, that's really up to them on how well they take care of themselves, really. You know, there are some people who can't help but not able to take care of themselves well enough. But if they try, at least give them a benefit of the doubt. But not be so hardened to just reject because of unrealistic beauty, Eurocentric standards that don't really make any sense if you're a person of color and if you and i are listening to this and are people of color then we know that we will never be able to mold into that type of motif it just doesn't happen that way and i'm just saying this because you know it's the kind of thing that we have to understand this is why when you're making plans with somebody to become you know a family married or have kids with them make sure that your plans are the same plans they have with you that's what you want to have, too. And that's the kind of stuff you need to have, you know, is be careful how you tread in any relationship you're in because you're making plans with people that may not want to have plans with you. And becoming disappointed after finding this out isn't a thing of surprise, to be honest. But this is just reality, you know. I hope people realize that this is not the first time or the last time in anyone's life that they're just journey thinking blindly that love is everything and it's blissful and there's nothing else that they could actually stop because they just cannot and then they run into something like this and didn't see it coming because they got so comfortable in that type of relationship whatever relationship they're in currently whether it's a regular normal healthy one or a rebound which is just wrong by the way and i disencourage my listeners to do anything with rebounds in any case whether it's a marriage or a new relationship just because you just don't want to be alone because you're being a big baby and you're not being mature 
enough to realize that's the best time for yourself to take off time from being with strangers and all that kind of stuff and giving yourself time to heal because how do you love yourself if you don't know how to self-love yourself how do you not heal yourself because that's really where love yourself comes from is where self-love starts and where healing love begins you know that's where self-love basically is because you know, how to love yourself is create and start self-love and heal love for yourself. And in the end, you'll be able to be happier. But like I said, just be careful because these days people are making plans with other people. And this is why relationships are just careening like car crashes on streets. It's just very unfair. But it's reality though. Anyways, peeps, I'd ramble more about this. But this is what I was just thinking about. For the last few weeks, I've been saying this to myself when I'm alone in the house and look in the mirror. I tell myself about this stuff and I figure, you know what, I'm just going to share with you, the listener audience of this podcast, and share my thoughts on that and how I really feel about that. Because I think it's important to talk about because I think what's been happening as of late, even to myself, could explain a lot why I'm not able to enjoy the relationships I could be in because I was thinking way ahead myself as well. You know, instead of thinking, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't even think about it at all because thinking too hard into a relationship may not always be the best thing because if both parties are not participating actively with each other in that type of way to be thinking that hard for one another then there's just no point to put too much effort into one. I feel like the only type of effort you want to put in a relationship is that if both parties are aware of the effort on both sides of the table. So yeah, that's all I have to say about that segment. But otherwise, that's it, peeps. Just wanted to share you my tidbits on this one. And as always, this is Rosie Says, and see you next podcast. It's me again. I just want to let you know, I was actually house hunting on my mom's phone yesterday. And to my dismay, and also got my surprise, there's a bunch of houses that are like in the millions and beyond in this state of California. And I just want to let you guys know, I wasn't surprised why when I kept seeing what I just still see again on my Twitter trending topics... You know, it's for everyone to see, but really, for me seeing that, can I tell you something, people? That was really sad, because it explains why a lot of people are leaving this state, because everything's so goddamn expensive over here. And, you know, I had this conversation, this really stern talk with my mother, that if we're going to have a house, Mom, we might as well save up to a million. But she said to me, No, Mima, I'm going to save at least up to 500000 and I told her, well, okay, but just to be safe, you should save a million because most of these houses in Cali, they're just fucking expensive. And honestly, it's sad. Like, I really feel heartbroken and so unhappy to know. Because this was after we were having a conversation the last time I was attempting to work on this relisting and redetermination 
um, online paperwork thing for housing authority. And apparently it kept going to uh, too stupid or or like, you know, just these non-existent websites, apparently. One was rentcafe.com. The other one was just because they can't seem to reload the page. And the last time this happened on Internet Explorer, it was basically saying that you can't go enter this website. So apparently, what my suspicions about housing authority in San Luis Obispo County is that they just really just don't want us to live here in this area. I mean, we hate this area as much as they hate us living here. But don't be unobvious by not trying to be obvious. But we already know what we're wanted and what we're not wanted. Warranted feelings like this should have been warranted by actually just speaking thereof. Instead of just basically just putting it out there, letting people know why you don't want them there. But that doesn't give them an excuse to do that because that's just evil of them. They say that they help... You know, low-income families on the Central Coast, they better fucking do it because they claim that shit, but then they're just freaking lying in our faces. And honestly to God, when I said that freaking website of theirs is phony, it made me think that they just don't want us here because they're sending us broken website pages. And I had to email them twice with my mom's email just to make my argument that it's a phony website and it doesn't exist. And it pissed me off so much because it makes me think they don't want us here. And it's like, well, then exactly why I say the hypocrisy of them, you know, merging with another real estate company, it, it made me realize why they did that. Because for them, it's not profitable making money off of people in housing, okay? For them, it's now a lucrative business. Because, you know, if you guys have been paying attention to some of the news they've been putting on fucking TV sometimes. They have, you know, segments on TV that you'll see periodically sometimes within the years. And I don't mean, like, yearly within the months. I mean, like, yearly within, like, just many other times and years later. That they'll talk about such dreadful stories about housing horrors, such as the housing people are not keeping up with, you know, if it isn't the aesthetics portion it's the fact that maintaining a house under housing control is a different issue like some people report having mold and then the tenants are having to have their own children themselves may be sick and then they don't know where this is coming from sometimes and they try to you know talk with the landowner of under the housing rule and they just seem to ignore it like it doesn't matter to them and it's like what i suspected in this place as i thought for them it's just nothing but a fucking business because after all these people here they're just upset about us making property damages more than actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. Helping us be able to afford a decent home leaving. Because honestly to God, if we ever get my brother back after this crisis home, you know, thing times up and times out for him. Because apparently my mom stated that a couple months from now, possibly he may return back to us. We have to prepare ourselves with that, which we look forward to. It's housing that doesn't want to because they're worried about their property and stuff. And yet they claim they help families that are low income, families with disabled people, families with people who need a place to go because they can't afford it on their own like normal. And it makes me question the severity of what they even have as a business. Honestly, if they're not really into helping people, they just really need to make that obvious. And not try to send indirect responses to other unnecessary indirect responses. They can just tell people they don't want them here. Because it's not a business for them. You know. It's annoying to see that. And they claim they're helping people. And they just put the facade. Sometimes and I feel like you guys are a bunch of fucking shits. 
You guys are full of shit, and you're just trying to make it look like that you're no good anyways with that shit. But then you want to play that you guys care about the community. What kind of people do that, okay? What kind of people put out there that false narrative that they care about people when they don't, okay? It's not right. People need to be able to live somewhere. And you know what? At least when the property damages happen, at least my mom, if not myself, is able to pay that back. But you can't pay back a life. Look what happened in Florida, in Surfside. You think they're going to repay those people's lives after them not taking care of the facility, them not really paying attention? And why are these conversations in this conversation? It means houses matter. In this conversation where we live matters is this conversation how can they expect people to to know that these companies are having good intentions for us and all for it is is just a freaking thing just to make off the market and they're not thinking do we care about these people enough to want to keep these clientele here interested in us are we saying what we really believe are we putting our money with our mouth is do we really care about people enough to want to maintain a livable, basically, habit and type of safe environment? You know, Surfside proved my point why housing and places just like this place don't care about their people. They just want to make money, and for them it's about fucking business, and they're just worried about their assets being destroyed because they're worried about what aesthetically looks like anyways. And on top of that, they're trying to maintain it so they're trying to get the right people they think they can just get in here so they can make them happy. It's not about that. The whole point of housing was just to house us people who aren't you know, able to afford it on our own. And that's the whole point of the program. It's not my fault you decided to go on a gamble with another company just because you're not happy with how you're making in the state. It's not my fault, you know. It's not anyone's fault. Because that befalls on them is low-income housing. Because they can't help themselves. That's the whole point of fucking housing. And to be honest, it's just disturbing. So that's all I got to say about that. And so afterwards, when we were dealing with that unnecessary debacle, me and my mom, you know, like I was telling you earlier in this podcast, we were house hunting a bit through some apps like Zillow, Redfin, and also uh, possibly Craigslist. <laughs> this is why she asked me to download these apps. And so far, the same house we were seeing... In one county was the same price on another app in the same county. And so far, it looks like there might be something good for us in hopes. But it's because my mom is having this issue. This is her issue here. Like, the condos, townhouses, penthouses. That's why she's not crazy about buying a house. Because most of these houses are on the list are just what I just said right now. And there's not a much, you know, single... You know, not attached building type of houses, houses. But the problem is, that's not what they want. And I told her yesterday, what you've been hearing lately about some billionaires buying up land. Well, this is what happens when that happens. You see, when we're not buying the land ourselves, this is why they start making houses, you know, in such sandwiches, as you call it. In apartments. Like style. Which I know is annoying, but when you think about it, it makes sense why they're doing all this shit. And I know people are going to think, why does it do anything with the conversation? But it's like, it does. It does. You know, if we really care about everything in, 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 in its entirety, we have to prepare ourselves with that people. 
you know, if we want to prevent more land being bought up by these billionaires, we're going to have to pull some strings ourselves, people, and prevent that. That way we can have, you know, houses that are not attached to other houses or buildings so we can have our own space where it's warranted, where it's, you know, ready. And in my case of my brother, the problem is it's not about us owning a house. It's him not throwing shit over the fence to another house. In our case, we're going to have to buy, like, nets all over like they have for, like, the golf balls and baseball fields. We have to probably just do that ourselves. Is like, hire uh, construction if we ever do get a house and just have nets, like, so high that they go up to the 14 feet elevation or as tall as a bridge. Just so David, my little brother, who has a tendency of throwing crap over, doesn't do that. In fact, you know what we did if we ever do get a place? And I did this, I actually said this to my mom. If my brother, if our David, you know, my brother, because that, that's baby, that's his baby, we call him David, his, that's his name, his real name, you know. Sometimes I'll call him baby, sometimes I'll call him David, but you know it's the same guy because he's baby number six, so that's why I can say because he's the sixth born. But anyways, peeps, this is what I had to say. I told my mom we were going to have to buy ourselves a tether pole because we forgot to buy that in our recent purchase. Her response was, you want to know what it was, people? This is what she said, peeps. I don't know. I don't want to have too much stuff in my closet. I don't want to have too much things in there because I don't want too much stuff. I don't want that. And I said, well, it's not that, Mom. It's really because we had to, you know, have a tether pole for the tether ball because we recently moved to a house, an apartment, basically another one. Yes, another one. And like the famous, <laughs> the famous saying from Donald Trump, even though I don't really like that guy, but I like what he said for this phrase. Congratulations, you played yourself. Basically, there's no handle or no side piece of some type of wood for us to basically hang a tether ball from the side of the building. But what we do have is this. We can buy ourselves a tether ball portable type of pole. And I mean a strong one, not like a wimpy ass one, but one strong enough where David's not going to hit that little bitch and, you know, fling it over the fence. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, he could just wail it and then it could just go flying. Because I don't know how strong Baby is. But, you know, Baby's a determined little baby boy. So that's what I'm saying, David. He's just determined at any moment just to throw crap over the wall. Which I'm surprised nobody figured this out but me. After he left last year, I said, can we just get him a tether ball? That way we don't lose so much stuff and get him in his favorite color so he's like wailing that shit but not really like destroying anything or creating chaos or you know throwing stuff to create a dilemma with neighbors and cause more property damage if there was any that we didn't know of. I was just saying this because Baby couldn't help himself. And, you know that's part of his coping mechanism and also he likes doing that because he thinks it's fun. He likes to be you know, obnoxious in that kind of sense. Because that's baby. Baby will always be silly like that. But the best thing about David is that he likes being around people. He likes eating his veggies, his meat. Yeah, believe it or not, guys. He has a thing where he hates eating bread much, unless it's sort of sweet. But most of the time, it's like maybe tortillas. And I say maybe. Because he sort of like goes after my mom, the way she eats her stuff. But he eats mostly a diet that consists of Sort of like a person who's like on a paleo diet. Vegetables separated, but there. Meat separated, but there. And even fruit separated, but there. 
And so his diet, that's why I don't think he's going to worry about weight issues because he eats a really good, healthy diet for his age. He's like my sister Alexa, except more of a meathead because he just loves meat. And one time he tried to eat raw meat and so mom got mad at him. And then she had to make like, you know, some grilled meat for him after he tried to take a bite in it. Because I think one time Amber did that herself when she was living with us back in the King Street Apartments. And she like bit into the garbage can and stuff. I don't know if this was because he took it after her. But I remember after that he was like biting into meat because he knew where it was being hidden inside the kitchen. Inside the portion of the, of the you know, the fridge. And he like took a bite in it and then he wanted to eat it raw because that's how much he liked meat so much. So what me and my mom have been doing, mostly my mom, she's been buying jerky. At least that meat is like smoked. So it's considered cooked meat, but at least it's not like raw, you know, like that. But it's safer to eat and that's what we've been buying ever since. But since he went crazy, you know, last year... And he's been gone because of that. And he had to go to a place to deal with his emotions better. That's why it's probably been harder for him. And so this is why he's been having some scars on his face. is because he's been going crazy. Picking at himself like Alexa. Or having so much anxiety and stuff. But that's what it maintained to make him, you know, more happy and civilized. Was just having his choice, you know, snacks. His choice food. And the fact that he had to play on stuff and like I said the tetherball idea was the best thing it's just unfortunately this building at this apartment location or where yet right now in this town for the third time this place does not have anything for a post to put on so we had to come up with our own pole for the baby's tetherball so that way he can have something play but of course not too near the window so we don't want property damage because they're just gonna bitch and cry at this apartment complex because supposedly this is a renovated apartments that was redid by this company called Ferraria. So yeah, these people, they don't want to have, and this is what I'm saying, housing's like uptight with themselves and they don't want their damaged property because it's such a big pain. And not like we fucking pay out of our own pockets back to these people. Sheesh, these people don't know that some of that money we pay back was some majority of it for the kids because the facts of the matter of property damage. They should be happy at all. Majority of the money that we've been saying is mostly towards a new house so we don't have to deal with this crap anymore. But because my mom, and also me included, our credit scores are not exactly ideally, according in this nation, it's because it's, it's just getting harder, you know, you know, to maintain good credit when you're not able to make credit because things are just not happening the way they want and, and stuff. And then we're having the other problem of finding work now, even though... There is work everywhere, but just not within, and in my case, you know, within walking distance or within the ability to find it within a walking distance. And I, I can just tell you, and what the news finally said today, bitches, you didn't, you didn't know this piece, but this is what, what it said today. It said, there are just jobs that are out there, but now they're trying to find the required People, because they don't have the, the type of requirements. So this is why there's still this joblessness. It's like, see, this is what I was fucking saying. They're not saying the truth in the news. I was the one saying this. This is what I said on my own podcast. They're not saying the truth. I've been saying this myself. There is no fucking work out here because there are too many preferable employers on basing on preferences and denying people the opportunity to work because they're not looking for a first serve first come basis they're just looking for the people they want to hire 
whether it's for personal reasons or because they really have the requirements they were looking for. And most of it was because it was just because they were looking for people they want to hang out with, date with, probably have some sex with and shit like that. And that's who they only want to hire. And supposedly, and what it's supposed to be norm normally is by the requirements of the type of, you know, experience you have. But it's been more than just experience alone. I'm just saying, peeps. And anyways, like I'm saying here, and I'm saying this truth, people. This is what I'm saying. And this is what I mean. So it's not like we're able to find a new house within a day or within a year, if not within luck. Because, you know, I had to deal with the racial discrimination of everything with houses. And the fact of the matter is that we attempted to. But it seemed like in the Central Coast area, no one's really looking for people who are buyers. Because they're just not fishing for that. They're just not interested. And, you know, with this thing that happened in Santa, in, in Florida, Surfside, it's going to make people really look at how they look at houses. And probably look for actual houses with no buildings. At all. And it's going to make it even a little harder after what happened, at least in that state of Florida. I don't think it's going to ever be an issue here in California. But I know over there, I know for there for a fact, it's going to make people rethink where living should happen. And it's going to make people go back to not only, you know, leave the suburbs, you know, from buildings, but also leave the cities from buildings to go into suburban homes that actually look like homes. You know, because even in the suburbs, you have townhouses, apartment complexes, like this one over here, not far from this place that we live at. And this is just straight up apartments, condos and all that shit. Townhouses, too. But it's going to make people rethink where living has to be. And it's going to make people want to just move out of those type of, you know, buildings that might pancake a person if anything happens during like an earthquake or a crisis or if the building was just not on good turns foundation because the foundation fucking sucks and no one bothered to hire the local geologists in the area or even studied where to make houses on the proper land that's supportive and sturdy enough to support such immense weight of a building because that building that fell over there in fucking florida was mostly made of cement okay people it wasn't wood it was straight up cement and some of it's steel mostly cement so, I don't know if people kept an eye out in the video, and the visuals of those videos, but there was a bunch of cement blocks I saw all over, and I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, really? It was just cement? Man, and I thought cement was supposed to be strong. I guess not. And that, that goes for bricks, too, apparently. See, my mom told me this herself. She bragged about this practically. This is what she said. Oh, you know, if they make a house with bricks... Is stronger because it's tougher and, and, and it won't and it won't blow your house or, or pull it down. It's, it's too strong. It doesn't even matter at this point. Even the hurricane it had had it hit Florida, that building would have been in, in the same condition it's in right now. It just tells you whatever foundation you build your house, that will pretty much preset the situation that you're gonna be in in the future with that place if it's going to be able to stand the test of time it's just the the area that they build on those wetlands according to some people like i was reading and watching on someone else's uh video podcast like mrs redirecting they pointed out that there was an issue of immense you know not so popular you know talking viewpoints but they were saying it was built on fucking wetlands 
And I'm telling you people, that's not good. That's not good at all. That just tells me that they weren't kidding about some of that place being built with limestone. And that tells me everything I have to know. That some places it isn't really habitable for people. And I guess living in a marshy-like state like that, I guess you could say it's like a lagoon or something. They're just basically building them houses on places that shouldn't even be habitable. I mean, think of it like this, people. You know those houses that stick out in the ocean sometimes or rivers or whatever? Maybe build houses, but just with a one story only or like a pier, you know. But make sure it's strong enough to stand the test of time because even piers have their own time of erosion and time of use and stuff and common use and whatever. But they have to really do that. Because it's, it's telling me if you're going to build things on wetlands, it has to be able to stand a wetland too. So that's what I mean, people. And all this conversation about houses, homes, and everything, oh my god. All I can say is that, y'all willing, those people there that find their loved ones are all dead. But if they all end up dead, I'm going to say it like this, like Ceci was saying the other day. I guess it was time to go. I guess it was their time to go. Yeah, apparently it probably was their time to go, peeps. Maybe it was their time to go. They all had to be in that place and they all would die all at once. And maybe that's what it was. And it was very sad to hear that. But that's the truth. And it breaks my heart even thinking about that. But that's the reality of it. And like I said, peeps, the messed up part about this is that those people will never come back. And you know, and like I keep talking about this conversation and the current housing debacle that we're in. On top of that, trying to find a house for ourselves to avoid this debacle anymore. It's just crazy. And like I said about my little brother baby, until we figure that out, we're just going to hold this tetherball in waiting. We're going to keep hoping for the best. I know it's not going to always happen, but it's better than nothing. I'm just saying, peeps, what I have to say about this housing debacle and this home living situation of ours versus what happened in Florida. But this is what I have to say, people, because I have to say what I have to feel. And this is how I was feeling since the last time I was attempting to do that housing thing where we were checking in on that same website only to find ourselves going to a broken website on Internet Explorer and then on Google Chromecast yesterday two attempts to go in. One going to a different website that had nothing to do with that one. And then the other just saying it just didn't work again. And so this is why I'm just furious. I'm not mad at you, listeners. I'm just mad at what housing's doing to me, my mom, mostly my mother. Because they don't want us here. They should just tell her, we don't want you here anymore. Because you're not good for our business. Apparently, that's making us become very aware why that business to them is so viable. But they should just tell people. They don't want them here. They should just say it. You know, because we're ruining it for them. But believe me, we hate this town. Mostly me, though. And we hate this living accommodation that we're fucking bored living in a fucking valley. In fact, my mom said this herself one time last month. She said, you know, Mima, I wish Liz just tell the truth about wanting to go back to her friends. And because she, she doesn't really want to be married and is over being married in her married life because she really wants to be around her friends. And I wish she trade places with us here and we can live over there by the beach because that's where we are. We're water signs. We should live over there. That's what she said to me. She said it like that. And I said, you know what? She should. Because I don't care if Liz needs to see her fucking friends. I really don't give a shit. I really don't. I understand why she would need them. Because she felt she had to trust these strangers for some reason over her own effing family. And not explaining why she doesn't want to talk with us. But yet, she needed us when she did. 
So I don't really understand that anyways. Still, I'm going to say this to you people, that's just how the irony of the situation has been for all of us as of late. But still, peeps, I still have high hopes anyways. I mean, I wasn't even invited to her own fucking wedding. You know how sad that was? My own sister chose strangers over her own blood to go to her wedding. And yet didn't even bother to tell me when at the time I was definitely more available, more than willing to go if she just let me know. But she just didn't bother because she just didn't care. Because, you know, we had this, you know, very strange uh, relation where she just had this attitude when she was a teenager and just was distant with me and being sort of an ass with me and a bitch sometimes. And it fucking annoyed me. This is why we don't have a good relationship. See, this is what she's not telling her friends. This is what I'm telling you, the listeners, because you gotta fucking listen to this shit, because I'm gonna say it really. I'm saying the truth here. And whether we got along with each other or not, I'm just gonna say this straight up. She could have been a little bit more nicer to me. It's weird. My sister say about to me now, through text and in person sometimes, that the way my mom treated me, they feel sorry for me. And I'm like, really? Really? I could believe that more for my sister Liz with Veva. I'm kind of a little bit apprehensive to believe that. But still, the only thing Liz only helped me with that one time when I was kicked out and, and I was putting homelessness and shit like that was because she had a friend for like at least a week. Not for a longer period, but like a week's worth at w that one time. And then I was still on my own. That was it. So it really wasn't much help from Liz anyways. So still. And that's why I have, I have every right to feel how I feel with my sister Liz and my sister Veva. Because of how I feel about them. Because we had fights and shit like that. But still, I still have my rights to feel about how I feel with them. And anyways, in any case, not to be sidetracked here because we're still talking about houses and stuff. I'm just saying, peeps, straight up. This is what I'm saying right now. You know... If housing really wants to be this way, they should really start telling people how they really feel and who they really want to rent to, and as well as how long they want them to rent to them. Because I told them, um, are we problematic? So I said to my mom yesterday, are we problematic? Are we causing so much trouble? Is that why they want to get rid of us? Is this what this is? Because all the constant times you've been calling the police at their location, is that pissing them off or something? Because the whole point of the police is the whole point of public protection, am I right? So there's no need for them to feel like that's like that makes their image look bad or looks ghetto or some shit in some way. It shouldn't. That's the whole point of the safety thing that's implemented by the reason why, example, the cops being there because of protecting the citizens. And that shouldn't seem in any way weird or stuff. It's because it's needed public protection. And if that's how they're feeling, then that's not my fault. You know, you can't stop crying every day, okay? And for your location of living, that's not going to deter people away, okay? They deter away if they can't afford it. They deter away from other things, not because of, of how it crime riddled. You know, we live in places in this country that are more crime riddled than others, and that still doesn't stop people living in those very places either. You make a business, you make a life where you can live, okay? Where you can afford it and where you feel wanted as well. And then, of course, this talking point that I have. And then the other one about the houses in this state of California, it's ridiculous. And like I said to you earlier, I told my mom, you're just going to have to save up to a million because, like I said, it's really just not going to happen just trying to get a house and just be good like that. It's going to be more, like more homework. And, and like when I was scoping through Zillow, Redfin, 
I, I wasn't seeing that myself because my mom says she's already maxed out with Remax app. So she's not interested anymore in looking at their crap. So, so far, Redfin isn't everywhere in the state of California, just some places. But Zillow has more of a long stretch. And I was checking through some places in the Bay Area. And some places in Oakland, even though that's supposed to be a dangerous town. Pfft, whatever. I, I would still want to pay a visit and still want to look into living there. Because at least it's somewhere to live, you know. Even if it might not look like the place. I guess that's all I gotta say for that, peeps. And after all that, I'm done with just talking about this. I'm just so steamed about it since yesterday. But anyhow, thanks for listening. And as always, see you next podcast because this is Rosie Says.